Grace and peace to you from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. There you are, standing with your feet in the cool waters of the Jordan River. Out here in the wilderness of Judea, you do not see its source or its end, but you feel the gentle flow as it passes by. This desolate and lonely place in the wilderness has been transformed by the crowds that have come to fill it. The atmosphere, charged with wonder and excitement and expectation, focused on a single man. There he stands before you, out in the water alone, dressed in clothes made from camel's hair, a leather belt around his waist. His voice echoes through the hills. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. People from all over, from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan were coming to listen to him. And as he speaks out of the crowds, people come flowing to him. You don't know from where they have come or to where they are going, but you gaze upon them as they pass by you drawing near to the man in the river to confess their sins and be baptized by him. I baptize you with the water for repentance, he calls out to the crowds. But after me comes one who is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. At this, the crowd erupts in a hushed frenzy, words of the prophets being spoken all around. For this man, baptizing in the Jordan, speaks of the Lord's promises of old. Someone whispers near you, and you recognize from the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Someone else utters from Ezekiel, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness. And from your idols, I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey all my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I give your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. And another speaks from the same prophet, and I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken I will do it, declares the Lord. And from your own mouth flows the words of Isaiah. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. They shall spring up among the grass like willows by flowing streams. And your heart 
begins to flutter inside your chest. Could this truly be? People begin to wonder out loud. Could this really be the time of the Lord's Messiah, his anointed one, the one that sent to deliver his people from their enemies? Could this truly be the time of the Lord's fulfillment, the time where he sends his spirit upon his people? And just as quickly as the voice lifted up, quiet grips the crowd. And you look up at that man who is in the river, who himself has fallen silent, and he is intently staring, astonished at someone else who is now in the midst of the crowd. And you turn your attention to the second man, and you begin to wonder just who he is that he deserves such attention. For there was nothing special concerning him that would warrant such interest. But then, then the people near him begin to part And this new man walks down into the river and he gestures to the one who had been baptizing and preaching. But the first bows his head meekly and says, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? And the second man looks upon the first man with love and compassion and says to him, let it be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And your heart lurches inside your chest. And these words ring out within your ears. Fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Fulfill all righteousness. And you know You just know that now must be that time. Now must be that time. The time for what exactly you don't know, but you know it's the time for God's righteousness, the time for his fulfilling of all that he has promised and must surely have come now in this man, this one who stands before you to be baptized. His salvation is unfolding before you and you can only gaze on in astonishment and wonder. The righteousness of God has finally come to deliver his people. You don't know where this man has come from and you don't know where he is going. But as he passes by, you know that in him the kingdom of heaven has come. Brothers and sisters, we should approach the baptism of our Lord with as much awe, as much reverence, as much wonder as we approach his cross and empty tomb. For as the waters passed over his head, all God's righteousness was being fulfilled. We first hear of that personal name of our Lord when the angel reveals it to Joseph and explains its meaning. He will save his people from their sins. And we hear his name again when when Joseph fulfills that and names him so. The third and last time we heard the name was when when he was revealed to the Magi of the nations. And now, 
Now we hear that name again, Jesus, the one who has come to save his people from their sins, as now he comes to begin all of that by being baptized by John in the Jordan. And look how he comes. He comes as an ordinary man, descends as an ordinary man down into those waters to the very place where the people have come confessing that from which he comes to save them. And now the one who has no need of this baptism humbles himself to be baptized. And why? Because it shows perfectly how this one, this Jesus, will save his people from their sins. It shows how the reign of God will come now in the most unexpected way. With John's participation, Jesus places himself in the hands of a sinful man to perform all righteousness. That is, he will enact God's saving deeds for the people by literally standing with sinners, by literally taking up the place of sinners, by receiving from John the baptism that sinners receive. Ultimately, all of Jesus' ministry will come to its head when the scriptures are fulfilled as he places himself in the hands of sinful men during his arrest that leads to his trial and condemnation and crucifixion. There, the sinless one will offer up his own life as the ransom payment for many. That is why it is fitting for Jesus to come and stand in the Jordan to be baptized to stand literally in the place of many, in the place of the whole world. Later, Jesus will perform the judgment, the separation, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus' willing baptism in the Jordan is a sign that points forward. It is a cross-shaped sign pointing forward to the hidden and unexpected, shockingly weak and vulnerable, in-breaking reign of God, to the seemingly contradictory enthronement of the King of the Jews on the cross. Who is it that comes to be baptized by John? It is none other than the Lord's servant, his own son, who having received the Spirit of God, will perform the work of bringing justification to the nations and bringing hope to anyone who trusts in his name. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.